Because women do a lot of research, fellas, they do a lot of research as far as like the things that they want to do. Um, they're on fucking Pinterest and shit. They're looking at TikToks. They're on fucking Facebook, whatever social media. They're hearing about shit at the job. Like they're they're, they're on websites. They're seeing different things to create adventure. it's gonna take a lot of effort from both sides because more than likely you're used to being the one to make all the damn decisions now you know what I'm saying so what that means is that once a woman feels like you're not fit to lead she's not giving you many more chances as far as that like if we're gonna run this shit I'm gonna run this shit because I know that it can get done my way because your way don't seem to work so what that means is that you're going to have to, one, acknowledge the fact that you're not leading as a man, like in a relationship. Understand, understand that you're not being assertive. You have to be honest with yourself um, initially. Um, and I don't suggest talking over with the woman because you don't want to show your woman weakness. You do not. She can be aware that you have weaknesses because you are human but you do not want to show it. You know what I'm saying? Like you do not want to lead with that because who, who respects a weak leader? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not to say that you don't have it, but it's all about like, you don't want to show weakness. And, um, and, and don't get me wrong. There's some women that can be patient. They can be patient with a man if they see effort and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because they come from that, they've seen that growing up. And then there's some women that all they, all they know is a man to be a strong leader. And those are the women more than likely that are not going to give you but so much time to make this decision. That's why it's important to have this shit before you even enter a relationship with a woman. Into a committed relationship with a woman, you need to have lessons in assertiveness and um, you know what I'm saying, being a leader, you know what I'm saying, leader, leadership skills. Because she's not gonna tell um, most women that, you know what I'm saying, that are about, the, you know what I'm saying, about their business. They're not going to waste time to raise you for something you should know. Um, they feel that you should know before entering a relationship with them. So, um, but what a man can do, like I said, first be honest with yourself. 
Second, start reading, start learning from other masculine uh, men, what we call the manosphere, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like learning from, from, from those that, that are, you know, that have shown to be masculine, shown to lead, shown to be good decision makers, know how to operate under distress and, you know, things of that nature. Like you're not gonna get it all at once and uh, even myself am still learning. Um, you know, I still have my own weaknesses, if you will, insecurities and whatnot, but it's all about delivery and all about how you carry it, how you deal with it. Um, don't project your insecurities onto your surroundings, onto your peers as much as possible. Again, not perfect. No one is, no one is perfect, but the objective is to not project your insecurities onto anybody as a man. As a woman too, especially as a fucking woman, because a lot of time in our society, it's made it okay for women to project their insecurities and you know blame you for like, oh, you talking about my stretch marks or whatever the, you're talking about me. I'm fat and all this shit. Like, bitch, ain't nobody thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you for you. I love your fat ass. I love your fucking rolls. Everything. I am. I'm about you. That's why the fuck I'm here. If if, if indeed you felt like you was fat and I'm here with your ass, what that say? that I like your fat ass, okay? You know what I'm saying? But that's another. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, on, in all seriousness though, um, as a man, wrecking a little, like the responsibility I believe as a man to uh, to become more assertive and more, and more of a leader is to put yourself in situations where you have to make decisions for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Set goals. Um, um, stand by those goals. Um, you know what I'm saying? Don't ask her what she wants to do. Now, ladies, hear me out. And as far as like making the making a date or whatever, what you want to do is value her, right? You want to value your woman. Um, and, and by that, I mean, ask questions. When you're asking questions, don't do it just because it's the thing to do. Actually, when you talk to anybody, but specifically for, you know, people in relationships, you know what I'm saying? I'm speaking to uh, heterosexuals right now. Nothing against gays or anything like that, but I mean, I'm sure you can learn from it too. But speaking from my own, just my own experience and stuff and just knowing about this shit. If indeed um, you are, um, you know what I'm saying? Trying to make a date with your woman. The conversations that you have are pretty much should be cheat sheets. I believe that you should ask certain questions to get to know an individual so that you know what they're into. That way you can come up with a said date, idea, trip, whatever it is that accommodates them. What she want, I believe what a woman wants to see is a man make a damn decision. Now don't get me wrong, there's some women where you make decisions and they're like, I don't wanna do that. And then, you know, or whatever. However, if that man wants to stay and deal with that bullshit, he's more than welcome to. But, you know, if you're listening, if you're paying attention, um, again, it's not, this is not room for assumptions or anything like a woman should be upset because he didn't do this the way that you wanted to do it, but it never was said out loud. It's something that, that's where communication comes in. But let, allow him to make the, make the plans if you will. That takes stress off of you, you know what I'm saying, as far as doing that, because women do a lot of research. Fellas, they do a lot of research as far as like the things that they want to do. 
Um, they're on fucking Pinterest and shit. They're looking at TikToks. They're on fucking Facebook, whatever social media. They're hearing about shit at the job. Like they're, they're, they're on websites. They're seeing different things to create the adventure. And that is what I believe some of us men did not know. <laughs> you have to create the adventure, man. Like, and, and don't play it safe either. Fellas, don't play it safe, all right? Take some risks. You're gonna have to take some risks because you want to, I mean, don't try to get nobody damn killed or nothing like that, but I'm sure that's a rush too. You know what I'm saying? De you know, defying death. But what I'm saying is that for us men to take initiative, you know, like be about make, setting, like one, setting up the day. Um, within your schedule, because you know, you got goals and shit like that. So whenever there's time within the schedule, then you can make the, you know what I'm saying? Like then you can make the date. And if a woman values you, she will understand and value the fact that you're out there making moves. You are uh, focused on your purpose. Those, those are the women that you want to talk to anyway. The ones that want to be all about them, that's so self-centered and just, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck what you doing. Focus on me, bye, let that go. I promise you, I promise you the universe will send you someone that will value you and your purpose more than her own ego. Like we're not playing with that shit, not anymore. It's not fucking happening, you know what I mean? Any inkling of a woman that is making shit about her, bye. No, we're not doing that shit because you gotta understand, in order for this to work and operate in a healthy way, I have to be about my purpose, okay? I have to be about my purpose. You have to value me as, as the man that you want to be with. You're gonna have to enter my frame. You're gonna have to enter my world. But the whole basis for this conversation, you got to give a woman a world to enter. You know what I'm saying? She has to feel safe. You know what I mean? Even taking risks. More inclined to take risks with you if you create a safe environment for her. You know what I mean? So like being assertive, being learning to be assertive, learning how to lead, um, controlling your fucking emotions as a man, because yes, women can get under our fucking skin. They really can. They really can get under our fucking skin. And who we're really dealing with is our parents at that point in time. When we get upset, we're, we're upset because we're, we're, we're getting triggered by something that has happened in childhood, you know what I mean? And it's just manifesting into the present day. So like whenever I believe this, and again, I, I yeah, what do I, what do I really, really know? I was giving my uh, perspective on it, as I, as I love to say. But I believe that there's two five-year-olds in the room when I'm yelling at you and you yelling at me. We're not talking to each other, we're talking at each other. So one, somebody's got to be the fucking adult in the room. So whenever that individual becomes a five-year-old, you have to be able to calm the five-year-old. How do you do that? Emotional intelligence. You have to be calm and you have to, <laughs> it's like, you know, babysitting your little cousin or something like that. And they just, oh, I want it now. I want it now. Sit your little ass over there before you get hurt. Well, you get hurt, little boy, little girl, you know, but with, with learning how to lead, like I said, read. Read, decide that this is what you're going to be because we become what we think about. So start like writing it down, write down traits of the person that you want to be, number one. And as you read these things, morning, noon, night, 
you will then become what you think about because you're writing down your goals. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as for a woman's effort, um, if you know, if this man has now decided that, you know what, babe, I ain't really been much of a leader. I ain't really been much of an assertive person with things. You know, we'll go to a car dealership and you doing all the talking, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm got an issue going on in the store and you're the one doing this. You know what? I'm going to step up, right? But you gotta trust me. You gotta, what you gotta do is once he decides that and once you see action, give him a little grace period to show he's moving and they, you know what I'm saying, like in a positive direction from what, you know, for what you feel is assertive and being a leader. And then you have to allow him to lead. You have to take that risk because there's really no point for a woman to be with a man if she's going to be the leader. You practically have a son. Let's just call it that, okay? The dynamic is mother-son at that point in time. You know what I'm saying? And that's not what you want. You get resentful. You start to get turned off sexually because you're not attracted to children. At least, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some crazy niggas out there that, that might be. But I think you get the point of what I'm saying. So, like, when it comes to trying to better yourself, you have to be willing to take the leap. You gotta be willing to take the leap. Um, but just becoming more assertive, uh, dominance, read the Unplugged Alpha, number one. Read the Rational Male, um, you know what I'm saying? That the, all, all the books in that series, that'll definitely help you so you can get an idea, because some of us were not raised by masculine men. You know what I'm saying? Or didn't see one. So it's hard to become something that you've never seen. You know what I mean? It's hard to become a millionaire when you've never been around millionaires. You don't know what a millionaire does to become a millionaire. But what, what you can do is read up about millionaires. You can read up about masculine men. You can read up about assertive men. You can read up about leaders, great leaders of the world. That's why we have books. So they can share what they know. They get paid on the end but we get the knowledge in, in return. So you just have to study. Num number one person that you have to study is yourself. So being honest with yourself, being able to say that, you know what? I haven't been much of a leader. I have been pretty weak. I've been afraid to make a decision. I'm afraid to make a mistake. I'm afraid to fail. So I play it safe and I don't speak up because I don't want to rock the boat. You know what I'm saying? But you have to stop worrying about what people think. That's another thing. That's how you become assertive. It's like learning to not care what other people think about it. And you just decide that this is what you're going to do. And the reason why we care what people think is because we're tribal individuals. So like if you did not go with what the tribe is doing, that meant that you probably didn't eat. And we still have the same brains that we had when we were, you know what I'm saying? Like cavemen and Neanderthals, all that, you know what I'm saying? That prehistoric shit. So because we have those brains, we have to retrain it. You know what I'm saying? We have to train the mind that we'll be okay if we if we don't have this, because there's an attachment to being with the tribe. But learning to live without attachment allows you to live the way you fucking want to. He that dares to do what they want, dares to be brave, is free. You know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of us aren't living free. We're afraid to make decisions. That's not even just for men. Even women. Some women. Some people are afraid to make decisions because they fear what others will think of them. Fuck them, honestly. They got their life just like you got yours. You gotta make your decisions for you, you know what I'm saying? Fuck with, don't worry about 
anybody else's life. They got to live theirs. You got to live yours. You know what I'm saying? Like be able to make that decision and, and don't worry about the in crowd either. But so for man, you know, just to cap up, right? So be honest with yourself, read up on it, apply it, um, live it, decide this is what you're going to do. You're just only going to get better. The more you read it, the more you practice it, the better off it'll be in your life. You know what I'm saying? And even if that doesn't work out with that woman right then and there, you can decide, you know what? She decided that where she is right now, you're still not there. I'm going to move on. You're going to be okay. All right. Feel those feelings, feel, the, feel that pain that comes with it because it's something that's happening that you don't want to happen. That's a version. You know what I'm saying? But once you get through it, you'll be all right. You'll move on. It's not the first person you've been in a breakup with for most of us, you know, at this age, we're almost fucking 40. We've been in other relationships. We've gone through pain. Um, some of us have avoided that pain and it's still manifesting into our current relationships because we haven't dealt with that pain. But for those of us who choose to deal with the motherfucking pain are able to understand that we can get over said fucking pain. But, um, it takes a lot. It does. It takes a lot. And I'm sure that many people that take, um, you know, that, that heed those words will be better for it. Uh, but read, uh, you know what I'm saying? Be honest with yourself, read up on it, apply it, but keep studying. Just embody the fact that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become assertive. I'm going to take, you know, be, don't be afraid of confrontation. You have to be willing to deal with confrontation and learn how to de-escalate a situation like a man does, not like a child. You know what I'm saying? Children throw tantrums. Uh, adults talk things out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, you don't have to yell at someone. Don't get me wrong. There's times where you can be assertive and your voice may, you know, you have to, you have to assert your voice to a certain volume and shit like that, but not to the point where you're reacting emotional. All right. Express your emotions. Do not react emotional. And, um, yeah. And like I was saying, as far as like with the guy that, you know, the girl leaves him. Okay. So as long as you're working on yourself, continue to work. You will never lose out betting on yourself. Working on yourself is your best, uh, ROI. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it, 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 you're never going to go wrong with that by bettering yourself. Just continue to better yourself and everything will work itself out. Um, still doing it myself, you know, I, like I said, the transformation as far, as far as like for the last five years, I've gone from this weak beta male, just afraid of fucking anything in life, afraid to take risks into this more assertive, more masculine, um, I, I would say, uh, at least what I've seen so far, a leader, um, if you will, and um, taking risks. And um, I believe that, I mean, it, the, my mentors, if they can make it happen, obviously for me, they can make it happen for anybody. It's just about applying yourself. It's really you deciding that this is what you want to do. So with all that being said, um, in order to uh, for a man to want to be uh, more assertive and, and want to be a leader, he's going to have to embody that shit. He's going to have to study it. He's going to have to learn what it is. He's going to have to, you know, cram and then apply it. Simple as that. What is the best thing about how your parents raised you? Um, let me tell you, um, Cheryl and John gave me so many gems, so many things. Comedy, number one. <laughs> um, I'll say that. Uh, you know, when you grow up in pain, um, there's so much 
that um, you learn in comedy. And I believe that's not, that's not just my family. I think that's everyone's family. You know what I'm saying? Like we managed to um, become some of the funniest people just through our own pain, you know, our own individual um, experiences with pain. And um, I've learned, like, looking back, I used to watch comedy so much. Um, you know, I would watch and Live in Color. I would, I would watch Death Comedy Jam. I would watch The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Martin. I would watch, um, you know what I'm saying, Saved by the Bell, USA High. I would watch, um, you know, um, just so many Cosby show, A Different World. I would watch Malcolm and Eddie. Homeboys in Outer Space, what's up, man? Uh, good news, like the UPN shows, like all these things, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, a, it, it, it eased the symptoms of anything I might've been going through at that time and not even you know aware of it, you know what I'm saying? Because you're just so caught up in the matrix that you don't even realize that you're actually going through some real shit. And you just think, oh, this is life. And this is how it's supposed to be. But being able to recognize these things, making changes to set behaviors now as a as a grown man, it you know, like I like what I'm saying is that they taught me how to take on pain and still move forward, right? I also learned how to avoid shit too. <laughs> Everything's not all you know, roses and rainbows. I definitely saw a lot of avoidance. I learned avoidance to deal with a lot of stuff that gets too painful. Um, I learned, um, I, I, I learned music. You know what I'm saying? Like my father, um, if I could, if I could take anything away from anything he's ever taught me, he's taught me this love for music and music, especially funk. You know what I'm saying? Funk, R&B. I could never repay him for what he's done for me. You know, I'm th I'm grateful that I was. I'm grateful that my mother wouldn't allow me to play no cussing in the house because <laughs> and what that did wasn't made me want to. It, it, the only thing I could play was focused on the army. So whenever mom would be in the house, you know, as far as in my room, well, I, but I got the door closed. I could play like you know certain shit, but she come and I could turn the shit down. But for like what it, it made me focus more about the R&B. So with R&B, me and my little brother, I become, I learned that I can sing and well, you know what I'm saying? And it's like wanting to become this singer. So growing up in that house, at one point in time, I wanted to be a basketball player. I mean, that's very common in very in black communities. You know what I'm saying? Like we want to grow up, we want to go to the NBA, play ball and all that. Um, but being a singer, so being able to, I thought I was hot shit if I was able to sing the songs that my parents knew. So singing Luther, singing uh, Sheik, singing Isaac Brothers, singing, you know what I'm saying? Confunction, you know, the, like knowing all these records, I felt like I was something, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I, it was my way to be seen by my parents. You know what I mean? And uh, that music, it, it has a special, you know what I'm saying, place with me forever. It always will. You know, um, it's, it's just something like, again, I like to venture out because I feel like I know this genre. So like now I listen to different shit, like again, classical um, spa music, you know what I'm saying? Um, what else? Bossa Nova, jazz, you know what I'm saying? Like my dad was big on jazz, but 
I didn't really know. I wasn't, because I didn't have no fucking words, I wasn't trying to hear that shit. So the music aspect of my parents, they taught me to appreciate gospel. Cause mom, that's what my mom would listen to. She would listen to gospel. She would listen to Natalie Coach. She would listen to P. Bo Bryson. She would listen to Luther Vandross, Kirk Franklin, you know what I'm saying? Yolanda Adams. And um, what that did was, again, the, the inspirational aspect. Like the way you felt listening, despite despite how you may feel about God, Jesus, uh, religion in general, you you be lying if you say you didn't feel anything when you listen to Kurt Franklin songs and Yolanda Adams. Like you feel something, you know. I don't I don't feel negativity, but you definitely feel something. You know what I'm saying? And um, they they taught me to appreciate the little things. You know what I'm saying? Um, the luxuries in life. Um, they gave me everything that, you know, they couldn't have. Gift-wise, material, you know what I'm saying? Material shit-wise, you know, emotionally, you know, they couldn't give me what they didn't have in that aspect. And they've never seen it, you know what I mean? Um, but gift-wise, I'm talking about any fucking game. <laughs> if I didn't get it uh, when I wanted it, eventually it was gonna show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they work their asses off. They taught me hard work, man. I've seen my parents work 12 hour days. My father sometimes 16 hours only to come home, go to sleep for five hours to be back up at three o'clock in the morning to head back to the motherfucker. And we're talking like sometimes maybe a week. Um, so just like, and, and no complaints. Never heard my father complain one fucking time about, you know, working. Um, you know what I'm saying? Find his own, find his own ways to, you know, like to deal with that. You know, everybody's got to have an outlet, you know what I mean? But, um, I've never heard my father complain about the job. Truthfully, I've never really heard my mother complain about like her work either. You know what I'm saying? But like they, they really showed me and my brother, um, hard work. Um, you know, as far as like being able to go to work, not making excuses, not calling off, you know what I'm saying? Uh, anything like that. So I really don't, I don't even feel comfortable doing so. You know what I mean? I think it's helpful because that's why you have those days, sick days and all that stuff you should probably take. But like the, um, the amount of effort that my parents um, showed and, and, you know, providing for said family, um, I, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better when it comes to that. Um, they taught me a lot about mental health uh, without even knowing it, you know what I'm saying? Because of the things that they endured and the things that they projected onto us. Um, it was something that was carried over and then to see it, you know, to have the knowledge for mental health now and being in therapy and seeing how these things are unhealthy, were unhealthy for them. Like they were, only thing they were doing was what was done to them. So you have to um, forgive anyone for what they didn't know. You know what I mean? And um, so all in all, I mean, I, you don't get me today without everything that I've gone through. And um, I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful to um, my parents, um, my family, for that matter, um, for everything that we've done, um, you know, getting get to this point. So many great memories. I mean, they taught me a lot of things to avoid, you know what I'm saying, distractions. 
Yeah, I could say that. It's easy to look at things through the eyes of the parasite. The parasite sees nothing but negativity, but the ally sees the, the positive aspect of it. And that's something that um, was taught in Toltec Wisdom and the, um, the Mastery of Self by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Um, so when I look at what I was able to, uh, to go through, I mean, I was taught responsibility. I had to look after my little brother, um, you know, at a very young age. Um, I was taught how to grind, really, you know, truthfully, just just how to grind in in, in this world, um, just working. And but but what I love about it is the comedy aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like comedy really saved me. And you know, to be able to have that that smile when you feel like crying your eyes out. Um, growing up in that house, like being able to make a joke out of anything, literally, any of us can do it. It's not, it's a good, it's a, you know, it's a gift and a curse, but we can make a joke out of any horrible situation. Now, again, for those that are not really fans of comedy, you're not going to understand that. It's not, I'm not going to say I'm a professional comedian, but understanding that comedians, um, <laughs> nothing is off limits. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just because it's just a good joke. If, it, if it's funny, then you say, it. I used to tell my daughter that when she was little, I'm like, you can say it as long as it's funny. You know, it's, it's about being, you know, it's comedy, you know, I mean, that's, that's probably a toxic thing, um, you know, that I said, you know, it's a little, uh, it's, it's very broad, it's a broad um, saying to give to a child because, I mean, they can practically make a joke out of anything, right? But um, what I will say is that they, that, that house, um, you know, growing up in Suffolk, you know, we moved there in 95. Um, I learned so much uh, living there. Um, just the, again, the, the hustle and like things that you don't, things that you want in your life, things that you don't want in your life. Um, the, again, the, the how to be, how to be loving. You know, I can say that, you know, it's growing up and what, you know, what we went through, it taught me that I wanted to be uh, more loving out into the world. Um, and, and wanting, you know, that, that nurturing, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it was a bit, uh, <laughs> it could be overwhelming at times for some, for some women in my past, you know what I'm saying? As far as like being so, such a dire need for trying to get that love, you know what I mean? But, um, over the years learning to balance it, not to operate like that of a child, but that of a, of a man. And, um, you know, like I said, I learned all those things, good, good or bad. You know, it's all about perspective. And that, you know, growing up with, you know, in that house with my parents. So, understanding hard work, understanding comedy, understanding, um, you know, various forms of love. Uh, you know, I mean, some some healthy, some unhealthy uh, forms of it. But um, it it shaped me who I am today. So, just uh, like I said, grateful for my parents coming together, having me. Grateful for them having my brother, um, you know what I'm saying, and and giving us that uh, again a, a a place where we can grow up with away from the fuck shit that they grew up around, you know what I'm saying, and and that's a really big thing. They taught they taught us um, you know how to be away from the like I said the fuck shit in life that that can that you know that some people had to endure. So um, grateful for that. Grateful for um, you know my parents. Um, yeah, I love y'all.
What did you learn a little too late? Ah, I learned a little too late that quitting, you quit once, you'll quit for the rest of your life. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing for sure. There's many things I can say, but quitting on, uh, like when shit gets hard, when shit gets rough and quitting, knowing when, uh, knowing when to quit and knowing when to keep going is, uh, is, is a person's dilemma, I believe, every day. And uh, I know that for me, when, when shit gets, uh, you know, depending on what it is, you know, looking back at, you know what I'm saying, like my life or whatever, when, when shit hits the fan, as far as like me quitting the JV basketball team twice, um, what else? Uh, quitting in video games, um, certain relationships, not knowing how to deal with, uh, with confrontation and just ready to roll. And then there's times where I sat in some shit where I had to, I should have been gone a long time ago because of, I didn't want to appear like I was running out again. So quitting, uh, like if, what I learned a little too late is that if you quit once, um, you quit, um, you quit every day the rest of your life. Um, that was just knowing when to endure and when to walk away, recognizing your value, um, is, uh, is uh, that's one lesson. Um, what else have I learned <laughs> too late about being the nice guy, right? Um, yeah, fuck all that. Um, being the nice guy and deciding that this is what you're going to be and you know, you're going to allow people to walk all over you. And um, what that means is that you should be kind. You shouldn't be nice. Nice does shit when they don't want to for people. You know, being kind is like, I'll do, ni I'll do things that are nice, considered nice, but I got boundaries up. So I'm not going to allow you to um, just walk over me. You know what I'm saying? And if I find out you've got that type of personality, I'm going to back the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And... Um, and, and that's all right, because you have to love you more than anybody else does, <laughs> truthfully. And if you allow an individual to talk to you a certain way, to treat you any kind of way, that's what you're teaching them. You're teaching them. Every time we're around people, we're teaching them how to treat us. Now, there's some positions like at work, you know, you got certain boss that try to carry themselves a certain way. As long as they don't get too disrespectful, you can endure it. You can endure it or whatever, because nothing, truthfully, nothing anyone does is ever about uh, you. You know, it's about themselves and whatever the hell they're going through. So just, but at the same time, you got to have boundaries. Being nice. You know, I, um, I find myself giving myself the love that I was trying to give to everybody else. And um, sometimes that comes off as selfish and that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm all right with that. I mean, I got a life to live just like you do. I'm not here for you. I'm not, I wasn't here for you. I wasn't here to serve you. I was here to be my own person, just like you. You be your own person. I be my own person. And th those are things you learn later in life. You know what I'm saying? Like when you try to be there for everything and everyone, it was a choice that you made. I mean, you're not a victim, you're not a victim when you say I'm there for everybody else but when it's my turn ain't nobody there for me you chose to do it you should have done it unconditionally because when we do shit with conditions and we don't get the response that we desired then we're pissed off then we suffer we suffer from our own expectations our own entitlement our own ego 
So it's like learning to do things unconditionally. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. And no is a complete sentence. You know what I'm saying? No is a complete sentence. When you say that you don't want to do something, respect that. Simple as that. Respect that. Now, it's passive aggressive if I use that moment to uh, for a future time and I try to do the same thing to you. You know what I'm saying? And I know <laughs> my manipulative mind has done that um, sometimes in my life. Yeah, it's not something I'm proud of, but you know, I'm honest with myself about that shit. And but to be able to like see the growth, but respect people when they say no. That's not what they want to do. Okay, okay, fine, whatever. Like there's more, there's so much more to life than this one person. I don't care who that is. You know what I'm saying? Like we live a life of abundance from, again, looking at where we are in space, everything looks fucking small. You know what I'm saying? Everything is small, it's minute, but in our head we make shit like it's colossal and gigantic and, and it's it's not, you know what I'm saying? Excuse me, but it's just, I mean, it's perspective, you know what I'm saying? Like from that perspective, yes, it is. But from from looking at shit from space, it's very small. So what are you gonna do? We're gonna stay stuck in our heads um, forever. I mean, I did it. I did it for a long period of time. I, 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 I felt like I needed someone to show me how to get out of my head. And that person was me the whole time. I was looking around and I did not find anyone that I feel like could show me how to do it because I was waiting on myself. I am the master, Bruce Leroy. But like when you um, you go through life, you see shit, you learn to see shit differently. So lessons learned later in life, being blue-pilled is a recipe for disaster for men. You know what I'm saying? Like being so plugged into the way the matrix wants men to operate in society when women are not, are not even attracted to that shit. You think by doing right and being, um, you know, doing shit by the book is what is going to get you this life that society almost promises you in this Disney world. And um, to be honest, um, in my experience, at least what I've seen, and it's shown through research and through books and all that shit, women don't want to be with no fucking nice guy, all right? They don't. They want to be with a kind person who can be dangerous. That's the protection part. It doesn't mean you go around doing, um, you know, harm to others. But if harm comes to you, then you're able to defend yourself, right? Or if you're somebody disrespects you, you're able to defend yourself, you're able to speak up or whatever, you know, what is, you know, for you to, you know, respond accordingly and, and have adventure. But if we're always playing it safe, then life gets boring. You know what I'm saying? And a boring life isn't necessarily bad, but you do want to mix it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and that, that's something I learned, um, a little too late. As far as like how I carried myself in um, in some relationships, you know, with certain personalities, and um, I ne but nevertheless, you know, what I'm saying it was a great uh, lesson learned um, to see that shit. Uh, what else I've learned um, later in life? Oh yeah, of course, uh, too late. Still, still aligned with that, you know, being learning how to be masculine. Um, 
and, and what and what that means in like in the the benefits of it you know what i'm saying just for you uh, really for yourself you know you just feel better about yourself and um people treat you um with more respect than that of the the latter like when you're trying to be nice and you're afraid to rock the boat and shit like that but carrying yourself with confidence um that's something that has to be like learn lessons learned too late you have to treat treat men young boys to be men early on teach them how survival skills and that's, uh, you know, that's something I learned a little too late, survival skills. Being a, uh, you know, being being confident, you know what I'm saying? Like having your emotions in check. That's, that's another thing I learned too late, emotional intelligence. Like um, I feel, I, I feel that, I mean, I believe that emotional intelligence prevents so much, like uh, it prevents so, it prevents a lot of unnecessary conversations when you have emotional intelligence it, it keeps you grounded it keeps you centered it, it protects your peace so i think that's so dope and another thing you learn too late is that life is not what tv has shown you it to be um you know what i'm saying i mean from everything from thinking like if you watch porn you think that that's how real sex is it's not if you look at TV shows, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, sitcoms and whatnot, you think that life is that way. It's not, you know what I mean? And um, it's just programming for some of us to believe that shit. And there's a lot of programming that showed a lot of men in sitcoms where their the wife was, she was the rock. She knew everything. And the, and the father was the bumbling idiot. And what do you have <laughs> in today's society? A society where the women are leading the relationship and the and the men act like they don't know what the fuck to do. Some of them, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong with some men that have been doing it. They were raised properly and more effectively. I want to say properly, but just more effectively than some than some of us. And uh, and and they're you know they're better off than we and than some of us um, are because of that. You know what I'm saying? It's not better than it's just better off. You know, and but I think that's so cool that. You can you can see these things, you know. You take time to look back, like damn, you know. Now that I've applied this, I'm going to get a different result, um, in an in an effective way for my life. So you know, um, so many things that I learned, like, like I said, late in life. But uh, I feel like I learned late in life. But truthfully, is you you learn it when you were supposed to learn. You were supposed to go through everything. It's all part of your story. So, um, you know, I just, I'm again, showing gratitude. Gratitude for every lesson that was ever taught to me in this life. Um, lessons that I'm still learning. Uh, lessons that um, later on in life to be learned and just uh, moving forward. But um, it's it's helped shaped um, a lot. Let's just say that. It's helped shape a lot, help you see things a little bit differently. But now that you know these things, you can apply them and um, yeah, make progress.